Welcome to the best 60-minute study break of your week. So glad you're here. Um, Super pumped that you all are here this week. I know it's sort of, it is sad that it's the last Chi Alpha of 2021. It is what it is. Um, But we hope that uh, our prayer is that you connect with Jesus, that you encounter Jesus rather, and you connect to others while you are here. That is our goal for Chi Alpha. Now, this week, we are going to have a wonderful conversation about this idea of spiritual gifts in the marketplace. Now, most of the time when I preach or teach or whatever, or say most of the time when I preach, at least here on Wednesday nights, it's more of a, an actual preaching thing. This is going to lean a little bit more towards the teaching side of things. Because several weeks ago, we did talk about spiritual gifts and this idea of a spiritual gift. I hit on it very shortly when we were talking about um, Acts 1.8. And you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. That verse, if you remember that, I hope you remember it. It was like five weeks in a row we read that verse. Um, But (laughs) I sure hope. Anyway, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you'll be my witnesses. Now, what does that mean? Maybe you've grown up in a um, super Pentecostal charismatic church and you're like, you've seen the lady um, in the back speaking in tongues in a weird language and you're like, whoa. There is a lady in my church that was there once or twice a um, year or so. Um, th- yeah, that guy's screaming. There's exorcisms happening over there. Uh, they're exorcising demons out of those cruel video games or something. I don't know what's happening. But anyway, so there was this, this lady in my church growing up and she, she had this weird birthmark on her hand. Um, I remember it because... Whenever she would pray, I don't even know why, but like she would do this with her hand. Like this is where her hand would be and it would do this every time she was praying. And I remember looking at it going, what is happening? This is weird. Um, Christianity is not supposed to be weird. There. All right, let's pray and go home. (laughs) Now, you are called to be different. If you claim to love the Lord, when you choose to make that um, that effort, that choice uh, is really fun. I actually had a conversation this week with somebody. And if the book of John tells us that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart God raised her from the dead, you shall be saved. That's what it takes to become part of this family that is Christian. Um, I had a student ask me a question about, well, this person that they know believes in just about everything in this book. Except he cannot, this particular student, I don't even know if it's a dude or a female, but can't wrap his head around the idea of the virgin birth. And so this other student that I was talking to that was telling me about this other student, yeah, it was good times, um, was like, how does that even work? Are they even, are they, like, are they really part of the family of God? I'm like, well, if they confess with their mouth, Jesus is Lord, believe in their heart, God raised them from the dead. I mean, I'm not saying you're ready for church like leadership or something like that, because that's kind of a big doctrine. Um, but you're part of the family. That's, that's what it takes to be part of the family. Now, spiritual gifts, what we're going to talk about tonight, is not a requirement for salvation. Anybody who teaches otherwise is a heretic. Okay? It, that means not teaching the truth. Okay? I, I will gladly say that out loud. I will gladly defend that actually using this book, the Bible. Um, You do not have to have spiritual gifts to be part of the kingdom of God. Huzzah! Now, Christmas is coming up. 
How wonderful would it be for you to be at your family gathering and you get zero gifts? How does that feel in that moment? Well, by blood, why, yes, it would suck. Hang on, by, by, that would, yeah, I'm sorry. By blood, you are part of that family still, but things seem weird because you get no gifts. Okay? Does that help? Correct. All right, so gifts are something that flow from the Spirit once we say, yes, Jesus I believe that God raised him from the dead. He is Lord and Savior. Boom, you're part of the family. And you're going to experience these things called gifts. Now, there's another set of things that we will also talk about tonight called fruit. Fruit and gifts. Gifts and fruit. Let's just dive in real quick. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Um, beginning in verse 1 all the way through verse 11. It will be up on here. I will read through here. If somebody can just go ding when I reach the end, because I'm going to read it from my Bible. It'll, I believe it's the same translation. I hope it's the same translation. If not, that's going to be fun. Um, whatever. All right. Now, dear brothers and sisters. Yep. So far, we're good. <laughs> Regarding your question about special abilities. No? In the spirit, okay, spirit, whoa, <laughs> regarding your question about the special abilities the spirit gives us, another translation or other translations will literally translate that as gifts, okay? All right, I don't want you to misunderstand this, and ever since the day Paul wrote this in a letter to the Corinthians, it's been misunderstood. <laughs> Not that he failed, but we love to make spiritual gifts and spiritual fruit out to be this really mystical thing and you have to be one of those weird Christians to experience these things uh, we even have people who are part of the family of God that say no we think that uh, some of the gifts ended years and years and years ago with the third generation but it doesn't make sense because other gifts still are around but they don't like some gifts so they ended anyway if, if one gift is available they are all available. It doesn't make sense for one gift to not... Anyway, sorry, we'll get into that. <clears throat> you, know that uh, you know that when you are still pagans, sinners, um, you were led astray and slept, swept along in worshiping speechless idols. So I want you to know that one speaking by the Spirit will curse Jesus, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except through the Holy Spirit. Pretty fascinating to me. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit is the source of them all. Thank you so much. <laughs> there are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. These are spiritual gifts, by the way. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith to another. And to someone else, the one Spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. 
He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. Still, another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability... That's right. We're going to... Anyway. Oh, goodness. Um, Still, another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. Is that super clear now? Probably not, and that's totally fine. Uh, there's one. There's some wonderful phrases that are throughout the scripture, um, and they're they're wonderful because one of the phrases is the mystery of the gospel. I love the idea of the mystery, not because it's trying to be hidden, but because we haven't allowed this or this to really understand it yet. And God actually gives the different people abilities to understand and believe and fall into different places, which is what it even says in that verse. Some people are given great faith. Which means some, some of you don't get that. <laughs> Congratulations. You're like that kid at Christmas. Well, my sister got great faith. How come I didn't get great faith? All I got was this weird tongues thing. People look at me weird. It's not fair. She's got faith. I speak funny. What's going on, Lord? <clears throat> you know, all those wonderful things. Now, we're going to also jump into Galatians 5.22. This is where you find the fruit of the Spirit. Now, we really need to understand, and then we're going to hit this in just a minute, but there is a difference between a gift and the fruit. Cool? All right. Galatians 5.22 and 23 says this, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. These are the fruit of the Spirit. Some would say this would be character. Your character comes through the Holy Spirit working in and through you. Before you knew Jesus, you were probably a jerk. Now, you're a jerk with the Holy Spirit. And he's working in you to not be as big of a jerk. That's like, that's, that's like my testimony, by the way. That is it. I was a big jerk. Now I'm still a big jerk, but the Holy Spirit's working on me. All right. There's a difference between a strength and a gift. Now, if you've taken those things like strength finders and like, oh, I'm, I'm really good in this area. I'm, a, I'm an extrovert or I'm an introvert or I'm a whatever it is. I'm a six on whatever those weird things are. Um, if you have any question about the weird um, quizzes you can take to find out your strengths, just Google Strengths Finder on, on your phone and then jump over to the Facebook app and they will all pop up in ads. Um, actually, since I said it out loud, most of your phones now tomorrow, you're going to go, what? Yeah, Strengths Finders tests. Anyway, but there's a difference between a strength and a gift. There's a difference between character and a gift. You don't just get to pretend to have a gift. When I was a uh, behavior tech at a behavioral needs school, it was basically it's a fancy word for I was a para that was allowed to restrain students. Great job. Um, it, it was actually terrible, uh, but I worked with wonderful people. There was this one young man who I cannot tell you his name because HIPAA still exists. Um, anywho, 
This young man was a second grader, and I remember he, we came back from winter break, and this kid had these big old earmuff um, headphones on. They were white, and with a white cord, and he came walking into school and like just bouncing to it, and it was like, oh man. Call him Jay. Uh, Jay, that's really close to his actual name. Anyway, uh, I spell it differently. Anyway, so Jay comes walking in, and he's bopping, right? He is going to town on this music. We're like, all right. Now, because this is a behavioral needs school, we do, it's called an intake. So you have to empty your pockets and all these other things just in case somebody's got knives. We don't want knives um, because if I'm restraining you and you have a knife, it could end badly. Uh, we, we don't want that thing. So, so you empty your pockets. Stuff like that. He had those headphones plugged into nothing. <laughs> the wire was just in his pocket and he was jamming. He was pretending he had a gift that he did not have. Okay? People inside of Christianity do this all the freaking time. Stop pretending to have a gift that was mentioned in 1 Corinthians that we just read. Don't pretend you have a gift. If you do not, it's okay. You can't work on attaining a gift. We're coming up to the Christmas season. The reason we celebrate Christmas is because Jesus gave us a gift of his son, not something we deserved or earned. And more than likely, many of you possibly have grown up in a home where you have felt like you had to earn your gifts. It's not a gift any longer if you have to earn it. It's now a reward. The gifts of the Spirit are gifts. Why the Holy Spirit gives them to different people, the way he gives them to different people, I don't know. That's why that verse in 1 Corinthians ends the way it does. The Spirit does what he wants to, basically is what Paul wrote. He goes, you know, the first verse is, I don't want you to misunderstand this. And then we're all like, no, wait a minute. Um, but then he ends it with, the Holy Spirit does what he does, bro. Get over it. Um, if that was a phrase back in the first century, Paul would have used it. I'm almost certain of it. Yeah, who's not? Well done. All right. But Paul would have used it. Get over it. Now, the fruit of the Spirit is something completely different. The fruit of the Spirit are the things that we are supposed to be striving after. The things we are supposed to be practicing. We're supposed to be practicing love, joy, peace, ugh, patience, <laughs> kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. We're supposed to not just pursue those to hope we get them, but we're actually supposed to practice those things. If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You're part of the family of God, so the character of God needs to be evident in your life. If there's no character evident in your life that's even growing, there's no fruit growing, which means the Holy Spirit is not in you, which means you are not part of the family of God. Bummer. All right. Spiritual gifts are not spiritual fruits. We kind of, I think we understand this, understand this now. Gifts and fruit are two different things. Spiritual gifts are not only for serving Christians. This is wonderful, fun stuff. People seek after gifts. Paul actually tells us in another letter, he goes, seek, pray for the gifts. Do it. 
Go for it. Now he prefaces that with, I speak in tongues more than all of you heathens. He doesn't use the word heathens, but I speak in tongues more than all of you. But seek the gifts that actually help people. That actually do something to help the people around you. God, would you give me the gift of knowledge? Not to know what's going on, but to give wise counsel. That way when my friends who are struggling with their finals coming up, I can just sit and listen. And while I'm using this gift that God has given me of wise counsel, I will practice peace and patience and kindness and goodness because the spiritual fruit are the things I can control and I can help grow in my life. The spiritual gifts are a thing God has his complete hand on and he chooses to give them to me or he does not. Seek the spiritual gifts. Paul tells you to. He also lists them. So maybe he knows. Matthew 28, 19, and 20. You've heard this from me, I think, every single Wednesday night this entire semester. That may not be totally true, but we've said this a lot. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you, and be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Spiritual gifts and fruit are not meant for just you and the fellowship of believers, okay? If you are practicing the fruit. Now, I used to think that practicing patience or kindness or goodness, gentleness or even self-control was harder for the people outside of church. Let me tell you something. Practicing those things inside the body of Christ is way harder. Is way harder. To be like, you say you love Jesus, but you're a jerk. But because I've pointed that out out loud, I am now a jerk. This is terrible. But now I must practice peace and patience and gentleness. Self-control. Why, Paul, did you list self-control? The worst of them all. (laughs) Worst of all, the fruit. But fruit are things that have to be cultivated. They have to be worked on. Fruit you can work on. Just like you can any other plant that grows fruit. You can work on it. Now, there's things about those plants. They require a very specific environment for some of those things to grow. Some of you need to change your environment if you're wanting a certain gift or certain fruit to grow. They require watering and pruning. I'm not telling you to leave Ottawa University, by the way. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you to show me, here's the thing, show me your friends, I'll show you your future. The people you are always hanging out with, I'm not saying give up your friends. I'm saying choose wisely the time you spend, the people around the people who are around you the most often, be wise in your decision. They're like, I'm not sure I can do that. Well, then keep praying and asking God to help you cultivate the fruit in your life. Gifts are simply given. There's nothing you can do about it. Um, I mean, you can seek them, Paul tells you to, but they're just simply given. That's hard. That's a bummer. 
Have you ever been in the room when a family member gets a gift you wish you had? If any of you have ever been four at every point, any point in time in your life, you've experienced this. They got this and I did it. Um, or 14 or 24 or any other age that you got. Like, how come they got this and I didn't? We've experienced that. But even in that moment, even though it may not be a gift you have, but there is a fruit you must cultivate in that moment. Hello, self-control. Dang it, Paul. Fruit and gifts should be sought together. Gifts can be lost. This is a bummer, man. This is a bummer. Gifts can be lost. You know this to be true. How many of you have that toy that you really, really wanted when you were in sixth grade? Okay, some of you were like, I still have it. And I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> cool. But the rest of you, <clears throat> you don't even know what that toy was. You don't know what that gift was. It's lost. It's gone. You stopped playing with it, and your mom finally one day was like, they've left it here for three years. It's going in the filing cabinet. <laughs> I have a filing cabinet in my garage. We have one in our kitchen, too. It's called the trash can. But I call it the filing cabinet. I know this is terrible. So when one of my daughters gives me a beautiful piece of artwork that I'm going to keep forever, I file it away. What's wrong with you people? It's, they're beautiful, and they've all been filed away for safekeeping. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right, calm down, calm down, calm down. I, okay, really quickly, just I don't actually throw all of them away. Uh, why? Here, hang on. Do you know why I don't throw all of them away? Because they'll be in the drawer for about three years until somebody cleans out that drawer and goes, "Why the crap do you still have this?" and throws it away. Tell me I'm wrong, beautiful wife. Exactly. But gifts can be lost. You can lose them. If God gives you a gift, seriously, if God gives you a gift, any one of those gifts that we listed off, use it. Practice it. You can practice a gift that you've been given. I was given a drum set when I, was in, when I was in eighth grade. That does not make you a drummer because somebody gave you a drum set. Oh, I also have a recorder, and many of you have seen that video. <laughs> Just because I have something doesn't mean I know how to use it or use it well. I have to practice it. So if God's given you a gift, use it and practice it, whatever that gift may be. Now, this doesn't mean going out of your way to be like, well, I've, I've been given the gift of giving wise counsel. Um, if you have to tell people what your spiritual gift is, you don't have it. <laughs> Yep. Jesus had this wonderful gift of healing. He didn't have to go around telling people, oh, by the way, I am the son of God and I have this special gift. If that's a gift that you've been given and you use it and you practice it and you stay humble, people will know. People will come find you and say, I'm sick. I'm this or that. I need help. If you have the gift of wise counsel, you don't have to 
be like, all right, people, come to me. I am opening my doors now. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to be the new spiritual shrink or whatever it is that you want to do. <laughs> if you give wise counsel, people will come back because they want more wise counsel. These are gifts that the Spirit gives. He just gives them. I don't know how that works, but Paul still tells you to seek them. The Bible still tells you to seek those gifts. Seek them. Now, the fruit, on the other hand, those are a little bit harder because those are things, yes, through the power and strength of the Holy Spirit, you can develop, but you have to, in fact, develop them which means work. Man, I hate gardening. It's not fun. Why? Because every year Bree wants a garden. You know what that means? That means I'm tilling the ground and I'm planting things most of the time or making, or making really ghetto-looking planter boxes really out, of, out of box springs <laughs> in our backyard. We could have moved in a sink. Never mind. I was about to go somewhere that probably may be offensive. So, all right. Sorry, I apologize. Um, it was ghetto, okay? It was a box spring flipped upside down with dirt in it. Amazing. You know what we grew? Perfect. Neither do I. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Character. <laughs> Man. Character, the fruit. It has to be developed. It has to be cultivated. You have to work at some of those things. Yes. Ask God. God, will you help me with the gift of whatever, not patience. Go ahead. And you know what? If you've never prayed and asked God for patience, please do it. <laughs> and let me know what has happened after that. Okay? Um, <sighs> but God, I need, I need help with self-control. I need help with having peace here and here. It's something I have to cultivate. You're, you're falling apart. Your world is exploding or imploding here and in here. Like, that's peace. What does that look like? Those of you that have been in some of the small groups that have been talking about choosing joy, that's where it comes from, is I'm going to choose the things I think about. Ugh. But that's hard, so what do you need to do? God, will you help me choose the things I think about so I can develop peace, so I can develop self-control, so I can be kind, especially to the people I don't want to be kind with or before I have coffee in the morning. <laughs> to, to be kind. Coffee is not a... I know this is crazy. I can't believe I'm about to say this, but coffee is not a spiritual gift. Now, it is from the Lord. Hang on. <laughs> it is from the Lord, but it's not a spiritual gift. Sorry. Character must be developed. Character can only be destroyed internally. While a gift can be taken away or lost, character, fruit, can only be taken away, destroyed internally. Nobody can come and nobody can come and take away your peace. Nobody can come and take away your self-control. Your kindness, your goodness, your gentleness, your faithfulness, all of those things. Nobody can take those things away from you. You must voluntarily give them up. That, ladies and gentlemen, really sucks. Especially when I think back of the times that I have willfully given them up. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. It can only be destroyed internally. I have to choose to get rid of that. 
which is why I have to come back and say, Holy Spirit, I need help cultivating this fruit that I want to grow in my life. Holy Spirit, will you also, if you see fit, this grant me a gift that I can help others? Whether it's words of knowledge, whether it's interpreting people who speak in tongues, fine. But seek those gifts. If, if one gift survives today, they all are here. They're all around. They all exist today. And so some people are like, well, but what about speaking in tongues? That one's weird. You know what? All of them are weird, okay? All of them, there's a little bit of weirdness to it. There just is. You talk to somebody who can speak right into your soul and you're like, how in the world did they know what was happening? <laughs> like, it's so uncomfortable and weird. But in that moment, it's not like, oh, they spoke in tongues. What's happening? Okay? But we look at it as like this, well, that's taboo. No, that's a gift. It is a gift that some people legitimately have. We are supposed to seek those things. We are also supposed to cultivate the fruit. All right. 1 Corinthians 12, 21 says this. So you should earnestly desire the most helpful gifts. This is the end of that book we were just reading. And this is wonderful. I don't know why um, the people who are in charge of the Bible and writing it or putting it together in English decided to make the cut here between chapters 12 and 13, but they did. Um, one thing that would be very, very valuable if you have time, you will, okay? It's about to be Christmas, long Thanksgiving Christmas break. At some point in time, pick a book of the Bible. I don't even care what it is unless it's like... Is it Jude that's like one chapter? Okay, don't pick Jude, losers. Um, <laughs> pick something. Pick something. Unless it's like, I've only ever read one verse. Okay, fine. You can choose that one. Um, that's, it is Jude, isn't it? Yeah, Jude's the uh, Philemon 2. Okay, first, second, and third John's just pretend that's one. Pick a book. Probably New Testament. I would venture away from Leviticus or Exodus, definitely venture away from Deuteronomy, at least for right now, unless you really want to sleep over the break. Um, but pick a book. Pick a book. <clears throat> Try it. Pick a book. I don't care what book it is. Sit down and read through the entire thing in one setting. Probably shouldn't pick Psalms unless you've got like a really long flight. Um, like a really long flight, okay? Really, really, yeah. If you're flying to Europe over Christmas, read the book of Psalm while you're flying. Um, out loud, that will help everybody. <laughs> but pick a book, seriously. Pick a book and read it. Just see what happens. This is why I encourage you to do it. Because oftentimes, this break right here in Scripture, we don't always notice. But then when we read it in one congruent thing, like we're about to, we're going to be like, what? So remember, he's talking about spiritual gifts in chapter 12. These great things that are useful for helping people. So you should earnestly desire the most helpful gifts. But now, let me show you a way of life that is best of all. If I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. I have dropped cymbals. Even good ones. Even a good cymbal, when dropped, sounds like a bad cymbal. Okay? It's no bueno. Um, it's, it, it's painful to hear. It somehow hurts your soul. 
Uh, it's weird. Okay? But that's what's literally happening. That's kind of what Paul is trying to get at. If I had the gift of prophecy, oh, that's a gift. That's weird. Okay. And if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains but didn't love others, I would be, I would be, not have, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor, and even if I sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. Absolutely nothing. There's no point to gifts without fruit. Don't seek gifts without developing fruit. Don't develop fruit without also seeking gifts. There is zero point to seeking a gift to wow people. There's actually stories about that in scriptures. There's a guy named Simon the Sorcerer who went up to Peter and was asking if they could buy this gift of healing or this gift of uh, speaking in tongues even. And he gets rebuked for it. But that's what you're doing when you're asking God to give you these wonderful gifts. God, give me the gift of healing or the gift of whatever it may be, but you refuse to develop the fruit in your life. You miss the point. You could do all, Paul literally just said in 1 Corinthians 13, I could do all of these wonderful things, but if I can't love people, I am nothing. The only way you can love people, and I mean this, the only way you can love people well is by developing the fruit in your lives. It's the only way. Because if not, at some point in time, the facade of you trying to do it on your own, it will break. And it may be early in the morning before you've had your coffee. Okay? So over this break, I have a couple questions for you. What spiritual gift or what spiritual fruit would I like to see more of in my life over the break? What fruit? That's from Galatians 5. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. You probably understand where the next question is going to go. <laughs> what spiritual gift would I like to see more of in my life over the break? Maybe you don't, maybe you've looked through that list in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and you're like, I don't know of any of those things in my life. I don't know if they exist. Okay. Then you can ask. Then ask for one. God, will you, will you open my mind, open my heart, open my soul to receiving a gift from you? that I can use to further your kingdom. And God, while you are working out what gift I need, will you please develop the fruit in my life? Because without love, you are nothing. Not you have nothing. Without love, you are nothing. That's a bummer. You're about to go off, about to go to go home whatever else that you're going to go do, and you're going to deal with the most difficult people in your life. They're called family. Um, it just, that's how it works. Sorry. Some of you are going to get to go see old friends, and you're going to find out your old friends are weirdos. You're, go you're going to, especially if you're a freshman or sophomore, you're going to go back home, you're going to hang out with some of your high school buddies and go, what happened to you? And they're going to think, what happened to you? <laughs> uh, it's just how it is. Like, you have changed. You know, whatever. 
But these are the two questions I really, 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 really would love for you to ask every single day over the break. What spiritual fruit needs more developing today? God, will you help me to to develop healthy fruit? Have you ever had a bad apple? I mean, it's fruit, but... Like, peanut butter doesn't solve that. Right? (laughs) Okay? So, develop... Develop, develop good, develop good, good fruit for the purpose of loving others. Seek, absolutely, seek gifts. Paul tells you to at the end of Second or First Corinthians chapter twelve. After he lists all of them, seek them. Go for it. Seek the ones that help people. Do it. Bet you won't. Also, not a phrase from the first century, but you know, it'd be fantastic if it was. Uh, if you would stand with me, let's pray. We can end this. Love you guys. Um, and we will, we will after we pray, I guess it's, uh, we'll see you next semester. I know. Adios.